People have so many different hacks for getting a good night's sleep. And it's not to say that those don't work, but I really think you cannot discount the power of just good quality sheets and how much that can transform your sleep. I told you guys about these before, but as far as I'm concerned, Bowl and Branch are the best sheets on the market. And I think for me, the thing that like makes them so good is that they're really soft and luxurious while also being breathable. So they kind of work in all weather and their signature sheets are their best seller. They come in 14 versatile colors in all sizes from twin up to California King. I have them in the color stone. I have them in the color mineral. I have the waffle blanket. I have so many things from this company. Everything is just quality and their sheets are made with the finest hundred percent organic cotton and completely free from toxins. Also, they said this, but I didn't really get it until I started using the sheets. They do get softer with every wash and you'll see that. I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and every single person has been a repeat customer. And there's a 30 night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code CBC at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code CBC. Exclusions apply, see site for details. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. I am. What an absolutely beautiful day for Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker to be engaged. What an absolutely beautiful day to record a podcast on it. I cannot tell you my gratitude for this news breaking at 9.50 p.m. on a Sunday night because for us to be able to come into the week fresh on a Monday morning and start with this, this is the shit that dreams are made of right here. I don't even know if the podcast will do justice to how excited I am about this. And also we posted this on our story last night, but I just want to reiterate in the entire time of having this account from April, 2017, we have never seen a reaction in terms of the overwhelming positivity that we saw in our DMs after this announcement came out. There have definitely been things over the year that have elicited a major public reaction. For example, when the Jordan Wood stuff happened or Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck seemingly getting back together. But in terms of overwhelming positivity, I have never seen anything like our DMs last night, except for Jen Addison and Brad Pitt touching hands for maybe seven seconds backstage at the SAG Awards. And even in those events, it was like just general shock and excitement. I don't know if I can think of a celebrity event where the overwhelming response is so many people just saying, I am so happy for her. I'm so happy for them. As if you were connected to it on a personal level, as if you knew them on a personal level. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to say. I almost wanted to start this podcast by saying, if you're listening to this right now, and when you heard this news broke, you had this reaction as if you knew them, and then you judged yourself for it, this is a no judgment zone. So one, I want to say we had that exact same thing of feeling personally happy for her as if she was your friend. And second of all, if you're listening to this and you're going to judge that type of reaction, I kindly ask you from the bottom of my heart, stop listening because there's no way that I can contain my excitement just to appease <laughs> people that will make fun of it. Oh yeah. There will be absolutely no containment here. Also the fact you have to remember, Courtney has been on our screens for the last 13 or so years. And so we have seen really the ups and downs of her relationship with Scott, her other relationships. And so it always feels more personal when it's a celebrity that has divulged so much of their personal life, you know? And then that on top of the fact that we've known her history with Travis, they've been friends for so many years. Don't worry, we'll get into a full timeline of that. So it's not just you're speculating how she may be reacting, how other people are reacting. You actually feel as though you have a little bit more of an insight into what's going on in the family in addition to feeling personally connected to her story for all these years. 
oh, absolutely. It's the backstory in combination with you are watching her in real time live her happiest, best life. And it is very rare, I think, to get that much insight to not only the backstory, but also to the current story. And every single person who has watched this relationship unfold has kind of had the same reaction of like, let's say you don't care about the Kardashians at all. Your reaction for the most part is just like, wow, it's really exciting to watch somebody be that happy and that in love. Right. And let us not forget that Courtney's never been engaged before. Not that that matters, not that you know it needs to be your first one to have this type of excitement. But I do think that that feeds into the public reaction to this. Totally. So basically the way that we're going to do this, I promise you we'll go through all of the details of the actual engagement, everything we know, and then we'll discuss all of the theories and questions. I know people want to know about filming. They want to know about was there a private ceremony beforehand? What about the Scott element, the actual wedding? Like all of it, any thought that you and your friends may have had in your group chat, I'm sure we had the same ones and we're going to talk about it all. But I feel, and you can tell me if you disagree with this, I feel like it would be remiss for us to not set the scene about where we were when this news actually broke last night. No, I think you're 100% right. So Julie and I spent the entire day together yesterday and we get back to my apartment 7.30, we're hanging out. And around nine, we decide that we just want to go for a walk and get ice cream. And we're on the phone with our friend Carly. I don't know if you guys have a friend like this, but our inside joke with Carly is that she's always about 30 minutes late to any major pop culture story. So we will have already posted about it on CBC and then she'll text us freaking out about it. So we're on the phone with her and kind of casually she goes, oh wait, are Courtney and Travis engaged? And there was just no world in which she would have ever broken that news to us. So we're like, yeah, there's no way. As Julie goes to Google it, we get the TMZ notification. And when I tell you, we are standing on the corner of 63rd and Columbus, absolutely losing our minds. Like I would do anything to know what the people walking by thought in that moment, because before we even got words out, we're just like, holy fuck, holy fuck. And I have to tell you, Julie, being together in that moment, because we would never normally be together on a Sunday night, was one of my greatest joys. My favorite part of the whole night is the Travis comment on Courtney's finally comes through. And by finally, I mean maybe two minutes after she posted it. But when you are refreshing every three and a half seconds and your thumb feels like it's going to break, two minutes feels like an eternity. We get it up. We post it within like maybe four seconds of it happening. And we look at each other and we high five. And then for like a full minute after, we're like, why did we do that? Like, why did we just high five on the street at 10 p.m.? <laughs> no, no, no. You guys have to understand. We're standing, like I said, on the corner of 63rd and Columbus. Julie is refreshing. She has Courtney's post fully ready to go with the screenshot. She's refreshing constantly. I, I thought her thumb was going to fall off. I was doing the story. So we're standing there like dividing and conquering. The comment finally comes through. We get it up. And then after, we're like, okay, what do we do now? And we're just pacing on the Upper West Side. Every single person we come in contact with being like, did you hear the news? Did you hear the news? We were on an adrenaline rush. Truly, that's the only way I can describe it. Kardashian-wise, the only two things that I can kind of equate it to was when the Jordan Woods news broke and when Kylie confirmed her pregnancy with Stormy. Yeah, I can... I. I think I have to agree with that. I mean, those were the biggest events. Celeb news-wise, I think the only thing that I can compare it to is really when those first pictures of Ben and J-Lo came out and I we didn't know what to do. Right. And to be clear, that's not to say that this is the biggest story. Of course, other things have happened that are, I guess, technically greater magnitude because this was expected. It's not like this was necessarily shocking. We're just talking about in terms of the general level of excitement that we've witnessed in our DMs, which I always say, I do think is a solid barometer because 
people really just say their unfiltered thoughts. You know, nobody's thinking before they DM like a celebrity news account. They're just saying the first thing that comes to their mind. You know, you're right in the sense of like, we kind of knew eventually this was going to happen. I think there is something about an event that is so anticipatory breaking without any sort of indication or expectation. And for you to just open your phone and have that be the case. And like, of course, when news breaks that you don't see coming and it's completely out of left field, it's an insane thing. But when you're waiting for something to come and you have no time frame of when it's going to happen, just kind of the knowledge that more likely than not it's going to, and it finally comes through, it's like, holy fuck, I did not expect to wake up today and have this be something that happened. And that's how I felt about Courtney. So let's get into it. I want to talk all of the details. We're going to talk theories, all of that. I just want to make one little point before we start. I know that when this news broke, one of the biggest kind of memes that was going around was like, someone check on Scott. Or even if you look at our posts, a lot of the comments said that. And I get it. If you've been following this family for many years, it's very normal that your first reaction or one of your first reactions would be curiosity as to what's going on with Scott. Even by the way, if your knowledge of the Kardashians is really only peripheral, it's still normal because you know that their history there. And I'm not going to, you know, we're not holier than thou. Of course we had that feeling as well, but I really think that it would be doing all of us and the entire situation a disservice if we don't separate that conversation from the general event. Like, yeah, of course, let's talk about that and let's discuss it and analyze it as if we would in our group chat with our friends. But also, let's not tie Courtney's happiness and her joy into that. Like, let us really celebrate this moment and talk about it till we're blue in the face. And then let's talk about the Scott element. Because I think it's only doing him, her, and the entire situation slash all of us a disservice to be so tied into him that we lose out on some of the happiness for her, you know? I so, so, so agree. Yes. Okay, so TMZ breaks a story at 9.51 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday night that Travis proposed at the Rosewood Miramar Hotel in Montecito at sunset. I'm sure you guys saw the photos. If not, we'll put the link in the description. Rose petals everywhere, this absolutely beautiful display. And keep in mind, this hotel has been really special for them. Over the last year or so, we've seen them spending a lot of time together. And some of the earliest paparazzi photos of them when we really got to see how into PDA they were took place here. So it's been known even just to the public that this has been a place that means a lot to both of them. Right. And according to an eyewitness, it was right as the sun setting was around 6.30. Chloe and Tristan were there. Kim, Chris, and Corey were apparently also there. They walked down on the beach. I'm sure you guys saw the photos. She was in these kind of insane boots in terms of sand walking. So I don't know how that went down, but she was committed to the role. And after the display, that's when they went back into the hotel. They had that dinner, which I'm sure you saw all of the photos from. And so clearly Travis had planned this, but I still do believe that Courtney in this moment had, I don't want to say a level of shock, but overwhelming emotion as to the level of the display. I think so too. And I think there is an element of shock there, especially if she didn't know that this was happening. I mean, Obviously, all the reports we have heard have been that they've had a lot of discussions about marriage and that they were both very, very much on the same page. So it's not like an engagement or a proposal would have taken her by surprise and it was the last thing she expected. I think she totally expected one coming. I think for it to happen on this day in this way was a complete surprise for her, which is probably exactly how she wanted it and so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the actual engagement, the two biggest theories circulating, and this 
first one has been going on since July, 2021, when they were in Vegas. And if you remember, it was the night when she was in that silver top and his daughter, Alabama had posted the photo of them and wrote so happy for you guys. And that's when everyone really thought that they had gotten engaged in Vegas. So that's theory number one, that people think this was more so for show. And then the second theory is that, you know, people believe that they would want to have more of like a private, intimate engagement ceremony and that he may have proposed to her a little bit previously, even if it was earlier that day. And this was the big display. This could be a hot take and I have no idea if this is rooted in accuracy. Personally, for me, I think she knew it was coming in the sense that they have discussed it at length. I think this was the actual engagement. I don't think they had gotten engaged before. I think that this whole thing and the entire show really was in real time. I could be wrong, but that's just my gut. No, I think so too. I mean, obviously the main reason for thinking that is that they wanted to have something to show for a proposal on the Hulu show. To me, Courtney does not care enough about the show to have had a second proposal to be able to make it work for that. I will say Travis clearly understood the assignment and any son-in-law of Chris's would know to propose once cameras were rolling a hundred thousand percent. But I do believe this was the actual engagement. I think so too. And also, you know, for your average celebrity, I could understand that argument that they wanted something a little bit more private. But the thing with the Kardashians, even someone like Courtney, who I guess is a little bit more reserved than someone like Kim, I don't think that there being cameras there or it being in public necessarily takes anything away from her because that's been their norm for so many years. You know, I don't think that for her, privacy is synonymous with specialness. You know, like I think that this level of publicity is kind of on par with what she would have expected. I also feel like the way that Travis did this was so personal to them. It's not like he just chose a random beach location. Like this is a place with a lot of meaning to them that they've spent a lot of time together, both with each other and their families. And I feel like for Travis and their relationship, doing something that's you know, forget about it being public, just in terms of it being a grand gesture on the beach at sunset at an ideal time. You know, it's not like Travis is the type of person, or at least I don't get this vibe that would be like, we have to clear out the beach. No one can be around. Like, I just don't get that vibe from him. I think the publicity of it, cameras, you know, Hulu cameras aside, was just the byproduct of the location they chose. Completely. And he's not going to not do the place that's the most sentimental to them just for that reason. Or at least that's my thought on it. No, I totally agree. And I think it was done in such a special way. And I think Travis knew, like, again, like you were saying, this is Courtney's first engagement. She didn't need a private ceremony. I think what she needed was a very grand declaration of love. And that's exactly what she got. And I think if you were to ask her, she would tell you it was perfect, not just because it was him, but because it had meaning. And that is the thing Courtney cares about the most private or not private, for something to have an overwhelming amount of sentimental value, like a specific place, that's all Courtney wants. You see that with Courtney, if you really follow this family, in terms of her gift giving and gift receiving, she cares about the sentimental value, potentially the most of all of them. I think so. I mean, I thought this was absolutely beautiful and special. And for the very low number of people that actually witnessed it, I mean, I know that we kind of got photos beforehand because- there were witnesses and it's not like the first photos that were released were from them, which kind of made it more exciting. And I understand that Kardashian-wise, usually that is not something that happens. 
I don't think they even cared. I think they were so excited and so in love that let people post photos before we get the chance to. Oh, I think so too. And I want to get into the Hulu aspect and all of that. But first, I want to talk about the ring because if you saw this photo, it is absolutely insane. If you are anything like Julie and I, you are also obsessed with all things home design. You could watch every single HGTV show. And personally for us, our favorite at the moment is called the Nate and Jeremiah Home Project. So you guys probably know Nate Burgess and Jeremiah Brent. They are this power couple, phenomenal dads, phenomenal design style experts. And basically they come in and they help people that are moving into new spaces kind of, you know, do the entire process. So they help them go through their belongings, decide what to keep, what not to keep. They oversee the renovations. They do the style design. And I think the thing personally that I like about it is they're very empathetic and compassionate and they understand that this is a new journey for these people. So, you know, they're not just doing it solely from the style level, but they also really get in on a personal level. And it's just a great watch. It's Tuesdays, 9, 8 central on HGTV, not to be missed. The best thing that I can equate it to is Haley Bieber's ring, but a little bit on steroids. It's an oval cut, apparently around 11 carats and estimated to cost more than 400,000. This ring was absolutely next level gorgeous. And I said to you last night, I was like, you know, her having black nails was a choice, not in terms of like, it looks bad. That's not what I mean. But it's just so committing to this vibe that they have curated together as a couple. And I know there's a lot of conversation about how he has changed her style. And my response to that is like, yeah, factually, her style has definitely changed as her relationship with him has grown. But to me, it's not a negative at all. I just think that she's always had it in her and being with him has probably brought it out more. I think so too. So everybody's first question really was, were they filming? And once you started to see the videos and photos from people's stories of inside the actual engagement dinner, you saw there were microphones, there were cameras. So I think it can be pretty much 100% confirmed that the Hulu cameras were rolling and that we are going to get not just this, but this is what everybody has to remember. Yes, it's amazing for us that we're going to get all of the behind the scenes of their engagement and them walking out in the close-up shots totally. But also we're going to get the footage of Kim on her way there, the footage of Chloe on her way there. Like it's not only what was actually happening at the Rosewood, we're getting the behind the scenes of every single family member. That's what I cannot wait for. I actually got chills throughout my whole body thinking about that, just being able to witness, obviously, the actual engagement, the celebration afterwards, the confessionals, but the beforehand planning, not just being in the car on the way there, the Travis calling Chris, the family getting ready. Obviously, there was so much involvement from the family in the planning. Everything they do has family involvement. This would be no exception. We could even get a conversation where Chloe calls Scott to let him know and give him the heads up. Like, there is so much behind the scenes information that we don't even know about that we could get just from the sheer fact that the cameras are rolling. And of all of the things that Travis could do to make us love him, I think the sheer fact that he waited until the Hulu show started filming is maybe number one. See, this is the thing about Travis that I find to be one of the most admirable. And I say this completely from the perspective of a fan. Like, I don't think that Kim would have this same view or would think of this, but Obviously, he's a celebrity and he actually has dabbled in reality television himself, but he has not, you know, shown his life over the years in the way that Courtney has. 
but he really gets it. It, I feel as though, and maybe that's, you know, because he's been around the family for so many years, he's been on the show himself. He really understands that at this point in their lives and in their careers, there's going to be a certain level of public involvement and kind of public engagement in what they do. And he seems to really lean into that. And not every fiance of hers would, not every partner of any of them would. And I really appreciate that about him. Like, it's all so sincere, but he's also willing for it to be a little bit performative in a way that I think the followers really crave and respect. I completely agree. I think it is an absolute understanding of the brand. And I say that in only a positive way because the brand is who they are. You know, what the Kardashians have managed to curate is not some brand that they're putting forward that doesn't reflect their actual lives. Like the brand is their lives. Everything about it is so completely intertwined. So for Travis to have such a deep understanding of that and be able to really, really walk that line between like fully grasping that concept and being able to do things that are on par with that without it at all seeming exploitative is unbelievable. And by the way, obviously Travis does not need any sort of publicity from this. He is so famous in his own right and he doesn't need that level of publicity or exposure. It's just that he understands the benefit of it. And there are a lot of times, specifically with Kardashian fans, where they're very skeptical of people like that in situations and the exploitative nature of people in the Kardashians' lives. And to be able to understand it without any fans accusing you of crossing that line is quite the feat, I think. Oh, it it absolutely is. I mean, they have been friends since 2006. He has been a very close family friend. They've lived in the same development. So his comfort level also with the family, like... This is such a weird thing to say because like you said, he is a massive celebrity himself. He does not need the Kardashians for relevance by any means. But there's no part of this that's like, quote, cool to him. He's been around it, you know? Right, exactly. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. So I want to do kind of just a very mini timeline because they first met around 2006. Like we said, they've been family friends for a very long time. And it was January 2021 that the rumors first started circulating. And I remember some people believed it immediately. Others were skeptical. It was a very mixed public reaction. It was then February, so about a month later of 2021, when they were spotted seemingly on a date. And again, a lot of people were quick to believe it. And others were saying, you know what? We just thought 
three months ago that she was getting back with Scott. They've been friends for a while. Like, let's not jump to any conclusions. But it was then a week later, so end of February 2021, when they posted the photos of them holding hands on Instagram. So this was, if you are a fan of this family, absolutely huge news. Like, remember where you were when you saw the photo of them holding hands in the car? And this is when you know, holy shit, this is actually happening. That was a moment. It really was. It was April when they were in Utah together with both of their families. They did that viral pass the phone TikTok video. So that's when people started to see, okay, they're traveling together with their families. This is, you know, becoming more of a big deal. May, he gets the tattoo of her name. And then August, just a few months ago, he flies for the first time since his plane crash. They go to Cabo with Chris and Corey. End of August was when the Scott Eunice DM situation happened. And now October, they're engaged. So in some ways, it seemed relatively quick. At the same time, based on their history, it seems like it's the perfect timeline. Yeah, like it feels like a lifetime in the making. To me, it really does. And obviously, we've asked this question from the very beginning and we don't have an answer yet, although I pray we will get it. When did it switch? When did that platonic closeness shift to an acknowledgement of sexual tension, a slight romantic desire? Who made the first move? Like, That is honestly the piece of information that I am the most curious about. I am too. That's what I really want. I am so, so interested in that. And the friendship element of this, I think, is actually one of the most important parts of this story. And it's something that a lot of people acknowledge. I don't think it's a forgotten piece of this, but I think that it makes the story so much more special. And this engagement, it just feels like it it literally feels like they've waited their lives for this, even though it wasn't like there was an acknowledgement prior to, I would say, December 2020 or fall 2020. Like we didn't really have that. But, you know, you've seen glimpses of them together. He's been on the show before. They took their kids ice skating. There's a lot of Instagram posts of their kids together and the friendship over the years. And I think one of the most important elements to the story, aside from their friendship, is the relationship their kids have with each other and the relationship the kids have with each one of them. And I think that is what makes this so, so, so exciting on top of everything else is because, you know, to watch somebody else's kids be so unbelievably excited about their marriage, that's so special. Oh, beyond so. And I know, you know, when we say that, we're really talking about Travis's kids because they're old enough to have social media and they've been posting about it. And I know that technically we don't know what Courtney's kids think. You know, obviously Rain isn't posting on Instagram and Mason had a short little stint with TikTok and then it was taken away. So we can't confirm that. Although I really do believe that Courtney is so transparent with them and that her happiness is just so undeniable that I know how close they are with Scott. Of course, they love him more than anything, but I don't think I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. If I was a betting person, I would say that their level of happiness and excitement is very similar to Landon and Alabama's. I think so too. Landon and Alabama are just older and you know they're kind of at that age where if we didn't know them and we didn't know the way they felt about Courtney, this news could really go either way. They're at the age where they're old enough to really understand that their dad is getting married to somebody else who isn't their mom. And if we had no knowledge of the relationship between the kids and both of the, their parents, you could have that question of like, oh, I wonder how they would feel about this. And like, 
I wonder if they're okay with this. Not only are they okay with it, they're both so individually thrilled. And I think it was Landon who posted a TikTok and was like so excited for me and my new family. And that is like the most heartwarming, best thing you could possibly see for to get engaged and have your fiance's son be so excited, not just for you guys, but literally for himself. That's special. Right. And that's what I was about to say. Obviously for us as the public, it's so fun and heartwarming to kind of see his kids excitement. But I think that for him as the parent, there's probably, you know, no greater feeling and no greater confirmation that he's doing something right. But on top of that, him and Shanna were divorced in 2008. So it's been, you know, 13 years. It's, it's not as though it's a fresh wound, first of all. And second of all, everything we've seen from what they've posted, even if it's been a little bit more cryptic messaging, there's no part of them that wants their parents back together. I think that they feel that the separation was really for the better. And they've been a little bit open about their struggles and their relationship with their mom. But I think that their happiness for their parents can exist completely separately. You know, I also was just thinking about this in terms of the SNL conversation, because I think that now that they're engaged, although it maybe shouldn't be a different conversation, I think it does change context a little in terms of Courtney not going to SNL for Kim. Obviously, we don't know the reason yet, but a huge speculation of it was that she didn't go because it was Landon's birthday. And, you know, to see the two of them engage now and the knowledge of like, wow, my stepson's birthday was so important that I couldn't fly to New York to be with my sister. Like, you know, obviously you could put a negative spin on that if you wanted to, but for kids who have kind of expressed frustration in the past with their relationship with their own mom, to have somebody so unbelievably present that they wouldn't even miss your birthday for something else, that stands out. Well, I'm glad you said that because if this engagement hadn't happened and we were recording the podcast normally, we probably would have spent a solid 10 minutes talking about Courtney going to SNL for Travis, but not for Kim and what the public reaction was to that and all that. And I'm telling you, the second I saw that engagement photos, that news just felt so thoroughly unimportant because not that you and I ever speculated there was something going on with her and Kim in you know a negative way, like recently, like I don't think that was a sign, but it just showed it didn't matter, you know, like not that she was not so overwhelmingly happy for Kim. I'm sure she was, but I agree with you for a reason, whether it's accurate or not to me, the engagement does change it. It's like suddenly that just felt so irrelevant. Right. Exactly. And I don't know if that resonates with some people. I'm sure we'll get DMs with people saying, no, I'm still so hung up on that. You know, I think it was a real fuck you to Kim. And if that's your opinion, I totally respect it. It's just so not mine. Regardless, it was an interesting choice. And regardless, I was very, very surprised to see her there exactly the next week. I can't say that I've completely forgotten about it or that I assume that it was like a totally normal thing now. But you're right in the sense of like, it just doesn't matter now. Like, I never thought there was an issue between her and Kim. I thought it was an interesting choice. I thought it was a weird choice. I still think it's kind of a weird choice, but also it's insignificant to me now. Right, right. And also just as a follow-up to last week's episode, I remember uh, Julie had speculated it was maybe because Courtney wasn't vaccinated, like just a total guess, but clearly that theory has been proven incorrect because she was at SNL. So I'm sure we'll get DMs about that. So I just want to confirm. I I still think it was a great theory, but I guess factually it's just incorrect. So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because 
Realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her, but I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter, and it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen. And every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. You know, as we were saying earlier, this is Courtney's first engagement and will be her first marriage. And Over the years, she's definitely made comments about the idea of marriage, which I don't think you can necessarily completely separate from her relationship with Scott, because I think naturally your view on marriage probably is a little bit filtered or can be through the lens of the person that you're seeing. But there was a 2011 episode when she said, quote, this is my life. I don't need a piece of paper to make it a family unit. I don't want to get married right now. And I don't have to listen to my mom or anyone else. And then in 2012, this was during the Oprah interview. She was saying that her parents' divorce really made her unsure about marriage. Obviously, by that we mean Chris and Robert. She said, quote, I'm kind of scared of marriage because of that. I'd like to someday marry for my children, but I know that I'm just as committed as if I was married or not married. Which just to be clear, I think that that is completely true regardless of anything to do with Scott. I really think, especially considering the fact that she was the oldest when Chris and Robert's divorce took place, it really did hit her deep. And I think it is absolutely accurate that that had lasting effects in terms of the way that she viewed marriage as a concept. I completely agree. I think that it is the reason that she was far more cautious of marrying Scott than maybe the other siblings would have been in that situation, having had two, three children with somebody. I remember by the time Penelope was born, that's when it really became a big conversation. And then obviously when she was pregnant with Rain you know, it continued that conversation. I I think it was the reason that she did not rush into it. That line in the Oprah interview where she says, I would like to marry for my kids one day is the most telling line in the entire world because that line had nothing to do with Scott. Nothing to do with Scott. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, I guess I'll put it like this. I think Courtney would have genuinely been content with never being married. I don't think that it was the most important thing in the world for her. Although, and we've said this before, this is not anything new. No part of me thinks that her and Scott weren't soulmates. I think that you can have multiple soulmates throughout your life. And I think that her and Travis absolutely are as well. But I don't think it was until she started dating Travis that she even knew this type of love, this particular type of love that is free of so many of the other complications existed. And I think it was Travis that made her then desire that marriage, not she always desired it and was waiting for the person to come in and make it happen. Exactly. It was that overwhelming feeling of safety of like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. And the conversation about her not wanting to marry Scott happened 
kind of over and over again. And it was constantly listed as that reason of like, I just don't want to get married because of my parents. And in the past, we've spoken about this and I kind of compared it and you compared it to when Chloe stopped taking her fertility meds when she was with Lamar because she subconsciously knew that she just could not get pregnant with his baby. That's how I felt with Courtney and Scott, where it was like, I love you so much. I do. I just subconsciously know that something's preventing me from doing this. And then when it came to Travis, it was like that subconscious worry disappeared. That feeling of like, what if this doesn't work out? What if I'm not safe in this relationship? What if marriage isn't for me? Travis and her relationship just seemed different from the start in terms of the complications and the lack thereof that marriage was put back on the table as a conversation because she realized what it could be like. Exactly. Exactly. And it was the clearest picture of that that she has ever had, which I know everything that I said earlier stands and it's, it absolutely is true in terms of separating the conversation about Scott from Courtney's general joy. I do think though that it would just be untruthful to talk about this and not quickly talk about him. Don't you kind of agree? I totally agree. What I want to say on it is like, I get all the memes of like, someone check on Scott. I hope Scott's okay. Like Scott, you know, live photo of Scott texting Amelia. Like I get it. Clearly I understand the humor. I'm not above it. But to be honest with you, like no bullshit if I want to just speak as transparently as I would if you and I were talking off podcast. I think that this has the potential to be really hard for him. I think in general it will be hard for him, but I think that given his history with substance abuse, and we know that that's not speculation, an event like this can really trigger someone. And so I'm not going to make any sort of grand assertion that you know he is spiraling as a result of this or that he's doing drugs as a result of this. Don't get my words twisted. That's not what I'm saying. That being said, I do think it needs to be treated with a level of seriousness because we are not speculating on whether or not Scott is upset about this. Even if he's so happy for Courtney, we know for a fact based on last season that, and based on the Andy reunion, that seeing her with somebody else is difficult for him. We saw it with the Eunice DM. Like that was very recently. That was, you know, a month or two ago. So it's not as if we don't have a clear picture or a potentially clear picture as to what's going through his head, which is why I don't really think the jokes are that funny because I think this is somebody that could be having a factually very difficult time with this. Right. Like somebody check on Scott memes, a little less funny when somebody probably does very much need to check in on Scott. Exactly. And to be really clear, we're not above it. Like I get it. I understand. I saw that meme of, you know, Scott texting Amelia, hey, big head. Like I saw it and I smiled at it, not above it, but I really don't think it's a joke, honestly. Like, and I said that to you last night. This is not me saying it just because we have a podcast. I literally said, this needs to be handled delicately in terms of the people around him and be, let me be fucking super clear with this one. It is not Courtney's responsibility. Like let her enjoy every second of that engagement and not have that be her focus. Absolutely. It's not on Courtney, but Scott does have people around him and needs to have people around him that are just lifting him up and being there for him as a source of support. I also think in terms of reframing the conversation you and I have about Scott, like Obviously, like you said, like we're not holier than that. Like when we see a meme like that, like you can smile at it and laugh and understand why it's funny. I don't even think that that's the 
reason for the way we feel about it. I think it just comes from our general feelings towards Scott and the fact that we like him and want to see him be happy and want to see him have this for himself and understand how difficult this is for him. That's making us a little bit more sensitive to it. Like when you watch somebody on this last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians sitting at a table with Courtney and her entire family and saying, one day, Courtney and I will get married and Courtney knows that we will live a good life together. To fast forward exactly or almost exactly one year later to her engaged to somebody else, I don't care who the person is. Like That is difficult. It's not just having a history of mental health problems or substance abuse issues that makes this such a delicate case because of course it is. I just think for anybody to express the want to marry somebody who they consider the love of their life and then have to watch them do that with somebody else, God, that fucking sucks. Right? And every single thing you just said, let's add on top of that. One, obviously the public eye, everybody watching, everybody seeing you quote fail in winning Courtney back. And then second of all, watching the undeniable public excitement and overwhelming enthusiasm towards her new relationship. Like it's not the same as when, and I know this is such a, overused example, but I have to say it's not the same as when she was dating Eunice and nobody was on board and the entire family wasn't a fan. This is a guy that her family is in love with. The world seems to be in love with. Like, It just stings. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. It just stings. And none of that takes away from my happiness for Courtney, but it's a real thing. Like, It's not as though Scott is some you know, fictional character that has no right to his feelings. I dare anybody to be in this situation and not feel that way. Right. Exactly. I just think there's definitely more validity to some of these concerns than it, you know, than just the humor that it's being conveyed with. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because... You just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Also, as kind of a side note, you know, as you know, pretty much all of the Kardashian events are done by event planner Mindy Weiss. She's done weddings. She does a Christmas party. She does it all. And one would assume that for their wedding, she's going to be the wedding planner. And we've had this conversation before, but when Travis had his show, Meet the Barkers, when he was marrying Shanna, there was an episode of the show when Mindy came in, she was the wedding planner, and they had a terrible relationship with her. They did not get along. It's actually almost hard to watch because their dislike for one another was just so visible that it's kind of a running joke. And I mean, it's 16 years later, I don't foresee it being an issue, but it is a running joke if you're in deep with your knowledge of this family of like, is Travis going to have to plan another wedding with Mindy? Because last time that happened, it did not go down so well. You know, I've been waiting for this day, right? We've been talking about it jokingly, but now it's an actual thing. 
I have truly been waiting for this day for so long because there is not a chance in the entire world where Courtney's going to have a wedding that isn't planned by Mindy Weiss. It's just non-optional. I wonder if they'll have to bury the hatchet or if Travis is just going to take a backseat to wedding planning. I think it'll probably be a combination of both. Like in general, I don't think he would be as involved. And I think the hatchet has been so deeply buried because honestly, I think that if you want to even get in with this family, like if you want to cross through the gates of Kris Jenner's acceptance, you have to basically say, I hereby allow every future event in my life and in my children's life to be planned by Mindy Weiss. Like that is just a requirement. What, he's going to get a pass? They're going to go back to Sharon Sachs because all of a sudden Travis has an issue with Mindy? Absolutely not. The idea of Mindy Weiss being a bigger stressor in their relationship than Scott is just hilarious to me. Like that may be the funniest thing ever. And that's the type of, as we would call it, a level two meme. Like you got to have some previous knowledge to understand the humor in that. Absolutely. This is also so random. I don't know if you guys saw last night, Larsa Pippen, former Kardashian inner circle member, <laughs> did an AMA on her story and asked me anything. And the question was, are you happy for Courtney and Travis? I miss your friendship with Courtney. And her response is, I knew he was the guy, which I don't take anything that Larsa says with any sort of depth to it. Although even for her, who clearly had a falling out with them, for her to say that, it's just more confirmation. But like, expand on that. How'd you know? When did you know? Why did you know? I mean, if she wants to, imagine, because you know she's coming back to Real Houses of Miami. They're doing a reboot. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. So I was imagining a scene in which she's sitting down you know, with Dave Grutman talking about it. I know it's not going to happen, but could you imagine hypothetical world? That would be the best thing ever. I know. This is just really exciting, guys. And I know, like, of course, we're inevitably going to get the DMs of like, I don't know why you're freaking out about this. Of course, it was going to happen. Like, yes, obviously, or seemingly that was going to be the path, but it's still so exciting. And like, why not? If you have the ability to be excited and overwhelmed with joy for people you don't know, why not be it? Oh, absolutely. Also, this feels like something that people want to discuss because even though it was the obvious way this was going to go, it was so the natural next step. The relationship in it of itself is there's so many points of discussion and so many good points. It's not like you're, you know, recapping a toxic relationship and they got engaged. Like this has been a whirlwind the best possible way. And everybody has so many opinions on it and everybody has so much to say on it. So to be able to discuss this, what seems like the biggest step, the like kind of the final step because now they're getting married, that's something worth discussing and having a full episode and conversation about. And I think people are really excited for that fact because I mean, listen, at the end of the day, this isn't just Courtney. This is the Kardashians. This is something for the entire family. So to be able to discuss the dynamics of the family, how it all plays in, the Hulu show, what's going to happen with Scott, the kids, these two people who are very, very public getting married and getting engaged and knowing that there's now the possibility of a baby coming. We, we're going to get to see the wedding play out. Like These are all really fucking exciting things. Do you know how long it's been since we had a Kardashian wedding? That used to be the greatest days of our lives. I was about to say, we're about to relive that, Julie. We're about to go back to the glory days. A Kardashian wedding special is maybe one of the greatest gifts that we have on this earth. And if we get another one of those, I don't know what I'll do with myself. I know. You know, I'm glad you said the baby thing, which I don't necessarily feel comfortable having the conversation on a podcast, but I just want to say I would be fully lying if that thought of them potentially having a child together, whether naturally surrogacy adoption didn't cross my mind. And 
listen, I understand that if they wanted to do it naturally, of course, it's not really up to them and God willing, if they could do it, if they wanted it totally, I guess all I want to say on it is that I would not be surprised in the slightest. I mean, listen, Megan Fox said our future baby daddies. So yeah, well, you know, people also want to have that conversation. Like it's so funny. The amount of DMs that we got is like, so what does this mean for MGK and Megan Fox? It's like, (laughs) I don't really think anything. I don't know if it means something, but I do think they're next. No, I definitely think they're next, but I don't think that, you know, their timeline is contingent on Courtney and Travis's. No, definitely not. Yeah. There's this contingent on like the stars. I'll tell you one thing. Megan Fox would never allow MGK to propose to her during Mercury retrograde. I'm telling you that for damn sure. And it goes direct today, October 18th, but he did it on October 17th. And I'm telling you right now, if he proposed during Mercury retrograde, Megan Fox would have said no. And I never felt more confident about anything than I do about that. Every time I talk to you, Mercury's in retrograde. Like, how find a date where it's not. How are you supposed to propose? <laughs> well, it goes direct today. So, MGK, if you're listening, <laughs> don't do not propose. Do not propose today. <laughs> anyway, that is there anything else? I mean, there's a million things I could talk about this forever, especially with you. I mean, like, I cannot believe we have a podcast where we can do this, Julie. I can't either. I really can't. I can't even believe we were together last night when it happened. Let alone being able to talk about it like this. We really had that thought go through our minds at 1130 when I was like, should I just drive to Jersey? Like, I can't even drive at night. My eyes are so fucked. I can't even drive at night. And I was considering getting in my car. Like, thank God we did it in the way that we did it. And we took our time and I left the city, what, 715 to get home so we could start recording. It's worth it. But this goes to show why we stopped recording the episodes on Sunday nights because it something always happens. Thank God we wait till Monday morning. Do you remember last night what the rational reason was why we decided not to do that? It wasn't your eyes. Because of the family response? It was family response partially, but I looked at you and I said, we can't record yet. We don't have any details about the ring. Yes, yes, yes. And then you added it this morning at like 7.30. That ring, I'm sorry. I could have recorded a second episode about just that. And apparently it was made by James D. Givenchy, who's the nephew of Givenchy. Right. Yeah, I know. I don't know, guys. This is just really exciting. And again, I just want to validate anybody's excitement. Like, I think if you're here by the end of this episode, you're not a hater. You're here because you genuinely care. So whether you have other people to freak out about it with or not, just know, no fucking judgment. Like, yes, let us all be excited. This is so fun. I cannot wait for this to continue to unfold. And I know we get a lot of DMs of people being like, thank you for giving us the space to celebrate pop culture. Like, no, thank you for listening and for giving us the space to be able to talk about it and just celebrate it. And we say it constantly, but genuinely our gratitude is really endless and we love doing this. And I hope you can tell how much we love it. And we love you guys. We'll see you later this week. 